Hello, I'm Faye Dicker and thanks for listening to Freelance Bristol Mum, showcasing and supporting talented mums in business. Now, what would you say if I told you there's a fabulous new play cafe right here in South Bristol, which is all geared up for children to play in in a natural setting where mums can sit down, chill out, have a cup of coffee and a slice of cake? Well, you'd probably want to know exactly where it is and quite rightly so. Well, it's the brainchild of Melody Beard, who moved over to the UK for LA some time ago and felt that it really was a niche in the market for something just like that here in South Bristol where she's 100% right. It only opened its doors a month ago and is already absolutely back to back. I managed to catch her for five minutes on a very busy Saturday morning and she told me what gave her the idea. The cafe is now about a month old and it's about a year and a bit in the making in my mind because I was on maternity leave once I had my daughter in 2012 and I didn't really have very many mom friends yet and so I was really desperate to sort of get out there start looking around to see where what groups I could join and I found it a little bit difficult to sort of find the right place in this neighborhood so I thought right I'm gonna have to try to see if I can create something myself I gave myself this sort of timeline that I would you know sort of research and then I sort of pushed it off for a bit and then I made a new year's resolution the following year that whatever I say I'm going to do I'm going to do so that was it so that was the impetus and so then I thought right I'm going to create the kind of space that I know I want and somebody else out there must want it as well um yeah. And clearly an absolute hit. I mean, when I stumbled upon it with my daughter, who's a toddler, she's just prime age. It's the perfect space for any mum who wants to sit down and be able to have a proper conversation, yeah. let their children run right, and know that you can sort of sit back and keep a watchful eye on things as well. Right. I mean, I think that's the important part for me, is that I wanted it to be the kind of space that the adult wanted to go to as well. We want to also be a food destination and a coffee and tea destination as much as we are a play destination. For us, that was equally important. Because... Yeah, go ahead, sweethearts. You know, so I think for me, I thought definitely the kinds of perks that I was looking for. You know, we've got free magazines, we've got free Wi-Fi, we get the morning papers in, all that kind of stuff that I thought actually you can indulge a little bit in some new time while the kid goes and plays. That was really essential. And your starting point, though, is interesting because you yourself are a teacher by profession. You must have had to have learned an awful lot in order to have got started here. Yes, that is for sure and it was kind of just let me throw myself in at the deep end and see what happens I'm not from a catering background and obviously now trying to run half a business which is a food element of the business that was incredibly steep learning curve trying to find the right staff trying to know how you know all the health and safety requirements listening to people who are wiser than me and then maybe realizing they weren't as wise as I thought they were you know all of those kinds of steep learning curves come all together at the same time and you've got people waiting, you know, to get the right service and the right product. So that was an incredible challenge. That's probably been the most challenging part is learning the food side of the business, you know, not having had that before. But I wouldn't say that that's put me off in any way or, or I wouldn't think that I wouldn't I wouldn't have done it differently. I think it is good to just get chucked in and to just go ahead and, and, and see if you can sort of problem solve and find solutions as you go along. And we're here at Bedminster, so we're south of the river. Was that a, a, a prime target? Did you feel that South Bristol was calling out for something, or did you just get lucky with the site? Oh, no, it took me a year to find the right site, and it had to be South Bristol because I live in South Bristol, and I was tired of I was going to North Bristol on the bus because I don't drive. 
and you know it was always Gloucester Road that was kind of the destination for this kind of establishment and and by the time I would get on the bus take her over there it would be pouring down with rain she might have fallen asleep that kind of thing so I said right I definitely want it to be in South Bristol because I know there's other families and I know it's a big family neighborhood you know so it had to be that for sure I mean, certainly coming as a, as a South Bristol mum myself, yeah. I completely understand the whole, it feels as though it's destination Gloucester Road a lot of the time, and really nice to see that South Bristol is being put on the map. So. Yeah, and, and what's interesting is we are starting to get people from North Bristol coming here, so it's almost a bit of turning the tables that now people are thinking of South Bristol as a family destination as well. So putting that on the map for the north side of the city, because obviously I always hear about this joke of the north-south divide, and not being from Bristol, I don't really know very much about it, but maybe it's one point South Bristol now. <laughs> all, your, um, all the toys are absolutely fabulous. Is there much of a philosophy behind the play at all? There seems to be lots of lovely wooden toys and lots of make-believe and creative play. Yeah, so obviously as a teacher, you know, my main goal was that it would be an educational focus for the toys. I didn't want it to be... Obviously children are naturally physical in everything they do. They tend to run before they walk anywhere. So I knew that element would, would always exist. And for me, the sort of cognitive development of the child was key so everything is stationed in a certain way you know we've got a lot of role play I've made sure to have dress up I wanted to make sure that there were ways that they could act out sort of real life situations with the village shop with the kitchen because that is the play that actually engages children I find more than the physical side of things you know soft play is great but this is kind of complementing what you might be able to go do for soft play and this for me was I was imagining it more of a sort of Montessori type of nursery environment where also the kids would have the socialization they'd get to meet other children and what's really interesting as well is that when you go in the space a lot of times kids who've been there a few times right away as soon as they run in the door they run straight to their favorite sort of section so it doesn't take them long to have that sort of memory recall of the toys and the sections that they like so that in itself is really interesting to watch because obviously kids love repetition and they like to feel safe and cozy in the environment and these types of toys really lend to that quite well it's funny again you should say that because as I walked in for the third time with my daughter today she went to the same place we sit to take her shoes off and immediately ran straight off to go and play with her toys so it's making that impact already right and also it's interesting because then now for you you're watching her develop that kind of sort of mental recall those sort of skills of etiquette you know what do I do I take my shoes off first you know remembering routines and processes and all of that kind of development that they don't necessarily get if they're always you know in the house with you or if they're just going to play groups that are kind of you know not so routined that kind of thing where, where it's not necessarily laid out in the same way so I try to really adhere to making sure that at the end of the night I put it back where it was so that the first thing you know they can kind of at least obviously it's chaos in between but they can kind of at least know general areas and how the devil do you manage to juggle all these balls you're very much Running a business with your daughter playing beautifully. She's a very independent child, but you must have to be able to keep a certain watchful eye on her. Yes, well, that's why my husband had to be recruited into the job as well, because he was working at Bristol Zoo, he was working in, in horticulture, and he's had to quit what he's doing so that we can do that, because it's not all plain sailing, it's not easy, You can't. it's very long hours, we come in here you know, early in the morning, we leave late in the evening, and then it's emails and admin and Facebook and Twitter all night long, you know, because people want to be answered right away, they don't want to wait, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So it's an incredible juggling act that... I think you actually can't 
fully appreciate till you're in it and it's worth it because you feel a sense of pride in what you're creating and what you're offering but at the same time you think wow it was much easier to work for someone else (laughs) so to the nuts and bolts of it and without having to feel you're giving away too many uh, secrets this is something that you managed to fund yourself did you have to go to the bank for a loan how how have you managed to get the money behind you to open this fantastic place well quite a few things first of all there was some loans from family a moderate amount and then there was also um, an organization called SWIG which is the Southwest Investment Group they're a government run organization and they are based here through an organization in Bristol called Brave which is another sort of charity that helps people looking to start up their own businesses and I managed to secure funding from them as well because you go through a process of they help you they look at your business plan they make sure everything kind of the financials add up all of that and if they think your business plan seems viable they will support you and what's great about it is it's, it's not like a bank where they just kind of give you money and then you pay it back every month and your interest rates the interest rates are more favorable and in addition to that you get a mentor you get advice on legal you get advice on accounting you get advice on all kinds of things that you couldn't possibly know if you haven't run a business before so yeah so I went through that and that and that's been incredible because I can just call them if I'm confused by something and they kind of have all the answers so I would recommend that for you know if anybody else was looking to start a business I can't promote that organization more highly so it was this time almost last year that you had the feel the fear and do it anyway moment and you went ahead and did it what are your thoughts now a year on well I don't know it's hard to say because A year on, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I felt the fear. I feel excited by the future because I like knowing that I can keep evolving something. I feel like I don't want to be complacent at any point because obviously it's been well received beyond my imagination for the first month of opening I couldn't have asked for anything better but is it a flash in the pan will it last can it work through the summer can all these things I have to keep evolving what am I offering constantly so I'm a little bit maybe both petrified and excited at the same time of will I be able to keep the customers that are here and how will I how will I keep that relationship evolving so that's probably the, the, the part that keeps me up at night the most but it's all very wonderful and exciting and, and I think you know maybe I couldn't have done it before this point in my life either I think if I was any younger or, or sort of more naive about things then it wouldn't have been as easy to sort of just say right I'm ready to go for it because you've got to give up everything else you know I don't necessarily socialize as much as I used to this past few months I don't you know I barely cook what you know I <laughs> I don't do anything that I used to do. So the sacrifice is for now. But I know that as well, the other part of it is it's not going to always be this way. It will keep changing and I will get better at what I'm doing. I'll get more used to it. I'll have staff that are more used to what they're doing. So maybe there will be that sense of being able to have more balance between work and life. So I look forward to that as well. And have you got one piece of advice to anyone who's wanting to start out in business? I would say to follow your instincts, number one. Number two, to have the kind of perseverance and determination that is completely singular and don't let anybody wave you off that course because there will be negative people. There will be people who tell you it's not a good idea, you can't do it, you won't find the money. You know, ignore all of those people and also be prepared to depend on yourself to get it sorted because if you're deciding to make something happen, it is you that has to make it happen. No one's going to do it for you. Whereas I think that is the part that maybe some people can find that they would throw in the towel because it's too hard. 
but you can always find solutions. You just have to be creative. You have to, you know, you have to just wake up in the morning and say, right, I'm going to do this. This is going to happen. Now, how do I get that to be the case? Your vision for the future, I know you're a language teacher, you're hoping to not spend as much time behind the counter, aren't you? Yes, so I'd like to develop the workshops, I'd like to develop some more classes. I am going to be running some adult language courses, I'm going to be doing um, sort of languages for the children as well, but that probably won't just be me, we'll get in different teachers. The plan as well for towards the summer is to expand, we've got a backyard area, so we'd like to redo that if the funds allow for it this year and get some sort of wet you know, some, some messy play, some sand, all that kind of stuff happening out back for the summer. So that, you know, I'm looking to how I can develop the business personally and how I can get out there and circulate a lot more and be out in the play area, making sure things are, are functioning in a nice way. Well, Melody, from one South Bristol mum to another, thank you very much for opening this play cafe. <laughs> thank you for coming. I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> Give me feedback whenever you like. Yeah, no, I'm really happy to provide this space. Thank you. So there we are. That was Melody Beard, the brainchild behind the Hungry Caterpillar uh, in Bedminster. You'll find it on Cannon Street, just sitting quite nicely between East Street and North Street in Bedminster. And it really is a brilliant place to get yourself along to. And don't forget, if you'd like to get in contact with Freelance Bristol Mum, then please do so. You can drop me a line at hello at freelancebristolmum.co.uk.